Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 76. Glad you could join us. As our Colby students prepare for finals week, Bonnie sits down with NHS officers Martina, Josephine, and Claire, along with lead advisor Mrs. Mamola. In addition to discussing the newly formed chapter of the National Honor Society and the peer tutoring program that they offer, these young ladies offer their thoughts on everything from study tips to self-care to maintaining perspective on the exams. We hope that our students will benefit from this sage advice as they wrap up their first semester. But just as importantly, we hope that you will enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. And just like that, or maybe not, we have come to the last few weeks of the first semester, which means finals are just around the corner. We thought this would be an ideal time to introduce the officers of Colby Academy's new chapter of National Honor Society to our listeners, hear about how this organization serves the Colby community, and get some suggestions for approaching finals with confidence and calmness of spirit. Stephen and I are joined by Martina, Josephine, Claire, and NHS advisor Mrs. Jenny Mamola with whom I had the pleasure of conversing on episode 46, Language Lab. I'll link that episode in the show notes. Welcome, ladies, to the Colby cast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's good to have you. Mrs. Mamola, I'm so happy to have another chance to visit with you and find out more about NHS, as the NHS chapter's existence at Colby is an exciting recent development since we first spoke. Let's get to know these officers a bit first, though. Martina, let's start with you. I've been impressed with how you've conducted the induction ceremonies, meetings and chapter functioning as president of the chapter. Would you tell us a bit about yourself and your Colby experience? Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm in 11th grade. I've been with Colby for like as long as I remember, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I probably started taking online courses fully uh, freshman year, but I started like a little bit in eighth grade here. Yeah, I, I love sports. <laughs> I love Colby okay. so much. And I feel so honored to be up here right now and to represent Colby. Good deal. Good deal. Vice President Josephine, tell us about yourself and your Colby experience and what what types of things does the vice president do for the chapter? So I am Vice President Josephine. And as the vice president, my job is a little bit more behind the scenes. Martina is the face of the NHS. She's the one that comes up with all the crazy big ideas. (laughs) And uh, I'm the one that will maybe kind of say, oh, okay, yeah, that will work. And I'll kind of like say, okay, maybe we'll work with this, but maybe not that. I kind of try and keep her down to earth. I try and think (laughs) the logistics behind it. If she isn't able to get to a meeting or conduct any ceremonies or anything along those lines, I'm her stand-in, according to the vice president role. I do work behind the scenes more than she does. So I've been with Colby. My family's been working with Colby for a few years. uh, We've been doing it. I've specifically did it 10th 11th grade I'm 11th grade now yep uh, my family really loves Colby it's great that we can have an education that we can put our own our own subjects in change it a little bit to make it fit for our family specifically and also still have that really Catholic background that you don't have anywhere else unlike Martina I haven't done any online classes I'm almost completely from the book, so yeah. I, can, I come from a different 
uh, area than she does, which makes it easier for us to represent a lot of the different students in all of their ways of approaching Colby. Colby's great. Colby does a really great job. I'm really glad to be helping here. I think that's really neat. You were mentioning that before we started recording about how NHS is bringing together the traditional school home students and the online students and the, the mix, bringing everyone together. I think that's really, really neat. Okay, Claire, I feel a special kinship with you as a secretary, as that is a role I tend toward myself in many of the organizations that I'm active in. Um, what about that office appeal to you? And what else would you like us to know about you? So I wanted to be the secretary for the NHS because in other clubs that I've been in and other organizations like you, I've also tended towards the role of secretary. So I'm also in my local 4-H club and I'm the secretary for that. And uh, I, before coming to NHS as the secretary of the 4-H club, I just had a great time, you know, organizing things behind the scenes, taking attendance and notes uh, and really the more logistic side of running things. And that's what I do for the NHS as well. So every meeting I take attendance and keep track of who's here. Um, for peer tutoring, I keep track of who's done which sessions and how many hours they've logged. I write notes for every meeting just so that we know we have a running record of what's been going on. And this is my fourth year with Colby. So I've been doing it from eighth to now 11th grade. Um, like Martina, I've done mostly online classes because I really like being able to connect with my fellow students in that way. And I really love the flexibility that Colby gives me with my schedule and the way that I can shift things around if I need to. Like if I need an extra day for homework, I can just not schedule any classes that day at the beginning of the year. So it's really great to have that flexibility. Lots of important work happening that we don't see, but we everyone tends to notice when it doesn't get done. But it <laughs> so it's all very valuable work ha happening in the background. That's, uh, the backstage dimension is uh, I mentioned that before. How much I enjoy the backstage perspective, and it's it's neat to see all the things that that come together that way. Great. It, it seems like you all make a really great team together. It's been fun watching you guys interact as we've been getting going with this recording today, and it seems like you're already off to a great start. So Mrs. Mamola, I'd love to get the scoop on Colby's new NHS chapter. Can you tell us how it came to Colby and some particulars about NHS? I'm not terribly familiar with the organization, so I'd love to hear hear more about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I guess it was last summer. Mrs. Langle asked me if I'd be interested in starting a chapter. It was her idea, not mine. But she asked me if I would be uh, the person to organize it and get it started. So I had to find out a bunch of things on the back end that I didn't know. I was a member of NHS in high school, but that was a really long time ago. And I also don't remember it being such an elaborate process to get in. I, I, okay. I literally, I, I just remember <laughs> being like, hey, you, you want to be in NHS? Sure. Here, here we are. <laughs> and then I saw with my own son, which was kind of some insider info. My son was inducted into NHS at his high school last spring. And I saw the process he went through and I was like, okay, so there is, a, there's a whole thing. This is a big thing. So I had to do the research and find out what all we needed to make it happen. And then with Mrs. Langle, and then also our NHS faculty advisory board, we had to create some bylaws and sort of figure out what we thought a Colby student needed to have in order to be eligible for NHS. And because we're such a unique school, it's been a little bit of a challenge to apply some of the normal NHS 
rules to our school. So, you know, like one of the first things in eligibility is that they're a full-time enrolled student. Well, that's not, that doesn't mean the same thing for a Colby student as it does for a brick and mortar student. Right. So we had to decide like, what is full-time and, you know, does that include the homeschooling students as well? And we decided we did want it to include the homeschooling students, which I'm so glad because we got mm-hmm. Josie and then also it is so great to meet all these other students that I would not have otherwise and that they would not have otherwise. So mm-hmm. it really expanded and grew the community. And then at that point, we just started uh, trying to get our first class of people. And these young ladies all checked on their application that they'd be willing to be in leadership. And so we went through a quick, super quick election because I needed them ASAP so that they could do the first induction. And they really stood up and took over and it's been awesome. And it's just fun for me as a teacher, you know, when you teach French, you teach a really small population of the student body typically. So for this, it's nice for me to get to know all these other students from the Colby world. It's like students whose names I'd heard. I knew yeah. they were good. I, you know, you hear things <laughs> from other teachers or you see, you see in the newsletter students who are doing really well in different areas. And so it's fun to actually meet them in person. And I've just been so impressed with the NHS students. I mean, they really could organize. They, they could take over Colby. They could run it. I mean, I'm telling you, like I always, I, I've taught Claire for four years, so I know Claire pretty well. I wish Claire could run my life. Like I would trust her. <laughs> She's so organized. I would trust her with anything, to be honest at this point. So it was so nice for me to have Claire uh, step in too. But I feel like they're all like that. It's just so dependable. So smart and just like so respectful you know you ask them to do something yes i'm on it and if they can't it's a massive apology and an explanation as to why i mean they're just wonderful wonderful kids so i feel really blessed to be a part of it fantastic it looks great from from what i've seen of it thanks and great part to to you ladies and your capable leadership that's great it's off to a great start and you're setting a great example for those who will follow you you mentioned something about a faculty advisory board. What's that about? So NHS, the organization requires you when you're, find, when you're founding a chapter, is that the right verb, uh, to have a certain amount of advisors. And so I just put it out there to all Colby faculty, if anybody would be willing to volunteer their time. It's completely voluntary for all of these teachers. And it's Mrs. Doucette, Mrs. Hoxie, Mrs. Treat, and Mrs. Prudlow. And Mrs. Langle also helps a lot with everything that we do. And so they have taken a part in um, writing the bylaws that we had to vote on the bylaws. And so that was a whole process. Um, And then also they are part of the selection process. Those teachers help me comb through all the applications and make sure that uh, everyone has what they need as far as recommendation letters and the essays that they write, the students write when they apply. And then They help vote on whether or not a student should be invited to NHS. So they're really important. They're super important and they volunteer their time. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to volunteer. It's more than just some other club moderator type thing. So I'm super grateful for them as well. And one other thing I wanted to say, and I think should be said, is that I just think it's awesome that Colby students are finally getting recognized in a national organization. I think that because of our setup, it's been, you know, we don't always get to have 
everything, all the honors and recognitions that a brick and mortar student just has handed to them. That's so easy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we had to, we have to, as a school, we had to work for it. We had to make it happen. And I think these students really deserve that recognition and that honor and to belong to a national organization and just put Colby Academy on the map as well. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know a lot has been, there's been a lot of work that has gone into it and a lot of work continues. And you were mentioning the selection process. So first students are invited who meet certain criteria, right? And then they submit applications, which are reviewed. And then from those applications, invitations are extended to have that roughly somewhere in the ballpark about, about right, the process. That's, yep. That's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. So in addition to academic, uh, the academic record that the students have, there are some other dimensions to, to the eligibility for NHS. What can you tell us about those and kind of how those translate into how um, the NHS chapter serves the Colby community? So the NHS really emphasizes scholarship and service, but then the, the, there's four total. So it's scholarship, service, character, and leadership. So I know that the goal, one of the big goals of the national organization is to train them in leadership skills and to encourage them to serve their community. And then also obviously to honor and recognize their academic achievements, but also promote, you know, promote academic achievement. So when we are our application, we're asking them to have a, have a, they have to have a 3.5 GPA and they have to be what we consider a full-time Colby student, which means you're enrolled in four Colby courses per semester. And then they also have to uh, give us evidence of the different extracurricular uh, activities they've done, any kind of leadership roles that they have had. So we see that they're, you know, they're involved in their community. They do things outside of school. Um, And then we also ask for recommendations from different people in their lives. We were looking for someone who could speak to their academic achievement, someone who could talk about their uh, leadership skills and someone who could talk about the spiritual, their spiritual development and growth. And so students submitted recommendations from different, from all over people, many, many different types of organizations in their lives. I heard from Colby teachers, certainly, but also there were some parish priests and some youth group leaders and sports coaches, you know, all over. And these students are definitely involved in their communities. One obstacle some of them had was COVID, like just trying to get those recommendation letters because they hadn't been able to participate in some of the things they normally would have, or they couldn't get a hold of certain people because COVID stopped everything and they, or people have moved or whatever. So we we Mm -hmm. had definitely had some allowances for some of that. And then they also have to write an essay just talking about how they and their lives value scholarship and leadership and service. And um, so we review all of that when it comes in. So we are really looking for the whole package. We're looking for someone who's not just, you know, an achiever academically, but who really wants to serve their community and serve Colby specifically, and who's going to be a good example for the rest of the students. We really want the NHS students to be the the face of Colby, and we have an awesome selection. So that's nice. And along with these ladies that we are getting to visit with today, all of them actually are active in the peer tutoring program that has begun this semester. And that is how they're serving the Colby community so far with it. It sounds like plans to expand into other areas, but the peer tutoring program is off to a great start, I hear. Josephine, let's hear about the peer tutoring program. 
Okay, well, for the peer tutoring program, one of the things you have to do to be involved in the NHS is help the other students in Colby Academy uh, in areas they may be struggling with. We have three rooms that we will use two for the purpose of peer tutoring. We have a humanities room, we have a math and science room, and a language room. And by rooms, you mean like Adobe Connect rooms, like classrooms that, that the online classes are connected in, right? Correct. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I specifically work in the humanities room whenever I can because those are my strengths. So we'll have kids come in. There will always be two NHS members there to answer their questions. When they come, we do ask them to bring a specific question, maybe a quiz that they completed and they maybe missed something on that and we'll go over that specifically with them. It's really nice because we have like, I think about an hour and a half per session. So there's one Monday, one Friday. And so it gives um, students the opportunity to just hop in. If you have any questions, hop out. Um, so we just have this time span and they can just come in any time within that. So if I was a student, I would like take advantage of that because I would have loved that freshman year. So <laughs> I'd be there like every day. <laughs> and it's so regular that people can count on it. Like they, they know it's coming. Exactly, yeah. I've seen people bring in essays that they wanted us to proofread, spot check. Mm. A couple of people with concept problems in the math and science room. All sorts of questions that you just need resources for and you can't find. Maybe your mom isn't good at math and you need someone to kind of go over that, which right. that's what we want to do. We want to be there to help these guys answer their questions. Super. It seems like it got off to a good start. Are you seeing more folks coming as the weeks progress? <laughs> yes, I, know. I think Friday is the slow day. Friday, and I think we're going to have to change it because I don't. I don't know that Friday is really serving the community in the way that we hoped it would. I've seen a lot. I do feel like Monday is pretty consistently busy. Foreign language, we're always left out in the cold. <laughs> Claire, Claire's in there a lot because I asked her to because I specifically wanted my French students in there, and I'm like, and I even gave them points for going. And I know some, I know some other teachers have been trying to incentivize that, but um, yeah, I think that we may have to adjust. But we're, you know, this we've only been running it for what I don't even know a couple months max. So we knew there would be trial and error and trying to figure out what helped the community best, what people were looking for. And even today in my homeroom, I was pushing it again. And some of them are afraid or they say, I don't have, what if I don't have a specific question? So I was trying to help them figure out how to come in and like what to do, mm -hmm. even if they can't think of one specific question. So it's, you know, it's a learning process. I do say that although it's better if they bring in a specific question, just if you need help with a concept or you just don't get something, come in and sometimes we'll still be able to help you. We can give you an idea for a study tip go over vocabulary lists better. If you just, you're not getting something, come in and we will help you. Okay. It's like, I, I'm the oldest in my family. I'm like the big sister. I'll be a big sister to everybody here that doesn't get it. Just come in and I will do my best to help you. You just have to come in. That's all you have to do. And we're all like, we all been in their place too. Like I remember being a freshman, like panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get through this semester. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we've all been where you are and we're still like going through this as well. So like we can go through it together. So it's nothing to be ashamed of either. I think that's one of the great strengths of the program too, is that all of you have been, you're walking the same road you've been, you might be a little, a little further down the road, but you're, you can remember 
Well, there, I, there might be folks listening, students listening and families listening to this episode right now, getting ready for finals in that very place. Martina are like, what, where, what's happening with finals? Finals are staring me down right now. So that's why we wanted to time this episode the way we are. And so thinking about students for whom this is their first Colby finals week they're approaching, or even those of you who are, it's not your first Colby finals week, but it, here it is again. I'd love to hear how you guys approach finals week, some study habits that you all have cultivated over the years and how you approach things, what you might offer to students and, and families who are supporting their students approaching finals week. Claire, would you want to start that one? Sure. Yeah, for that. Yeah. So something I would definitely recommend is planning out which finals you're going to take on which days, just so that you know what to study for first and you definitely know what you're going to do in the upcoming days. Otherwise, it's kind of like, oh no, do I want to take literature or math today? I don't know. Yeah. And I would also recommend maybe planning to do more finals per day than you would maybe want to just so that in case something happens later on in the week and Mm -hmm. you find yourself maybe without internet or there's a big storm and you can't get onto your computer, then you can, you've already done your finals. So it's not a big deal. And then as for studying, something that I have found super helpful is Quizlet. And I feel like a lot of people use that website, but something that I love to do is for some classes, I will make Quizlets during the class. So key information that comes up on slides, I'll just type something into Quizlet really quick so that I know specifically what was covered in class. And then when finals week comes around, I'll just open a specific Quizlet from a certain class and say, okay, in week three, we were covering this and this is everything the teacher said. And I found that that's pretty useful in my studying. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Everything Claire said is so true. Um, Approaching finals week, I would try to get um, the hard classes done first because I think there was definitely one year where I put all the hard ones last and that was like not good at all, at (laughs) all. So um, I learned from that mistake. And then also like she was saying, like try to have like Thursday open for like if anything happens. And then I would say for like reviewing, I know this is not going to be an unpopular opinion, but um, I think the best way, to be honest, to prepare for your exams is just to really focus in your classes every single week and into the like the lecture itself. Because to be honest, that's where I learn the most, where it actually sets in into my mind. Because it's so many, like, so many times it's so easy to like drift off and be like, oh, there goes the teacher again talking about something. And then before you know it, like three weeks have passed and you're completely lost. So um, like that's like probably eighty percent of like how I know the information for the finals. But of course there's times when we are going to like drift off and lose focus. So overall what I do for my finals is um, I actually go like weekly per class to see the information we went over. And I write it out into a document, like all the main information we, whether discussed in class or read. So in the process of writing it down, you can remember it again or you get it like back in your head. Yeah, usually I like also for review week to like study one class per day. That also doesn't turn out well sometimes. So like I'm still trying to figure that out, whether it's a good idea or not. But this is what I've been doing. And so far it's worked pretty well. So good deal. Josephine, what about for you? What works for you? So when you have finals coming up, Claire and Martina talked about the academic side, how you're studying. Very true. You want to be paying attention to all your classes, be making all your notes. Yes, I'm going to say it again after Claire said it. Write what you are doing so far before you do it. 
schedule it out yeah. so you know three weeks before when you're doing a test. So the week before, you're not trying to cram everything into your head. Mm-hmm. Write it down so far before and put it in a prominent place where you're going to look at it and you're going to know when you're doing it. Beyond that, you're also going to want to be taking care of yourself during finals week. And it doesn't sound like it should be interesting, but it is. Don't pull all-nighters. Make sure you're studying in a normal fashion. So you wake up in the morning, you review your homework, you look at the outlines you took, you, you do all that. Uh, you go and you eat a normal balanced meal. You stay hydrated. You keep yourself healthy. Because if you're just sitting and trying to cram all this information into your head, you're going you're gonna to not be able to focus at all at the end of the day. And it's not going to make you happy. And you will, you will not do well in your finals. I can promise you that. You need to stay focused, but you also need to keep yourself physically prepared to be taking your finals. Very well said. I totally agree because I think um, a lot of times we keep things stuck in our head and then we panic. It's like, no, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? There's so many things to do. And so the best thing I found is to just write it down. I always have like the notes on my computer or um, in my phone. And so I write down like a schedule, like hour to hour and be like, okay, is this practical or should I shift it over there? And so by doing that, even just writing it down in general, like, okay, this is what I have to do. What have I done? It helps so much. And also to remember like, Worst case, if I fail it, I look at what I did wrong. Hopefully I do better next time. I'm going to study harder. So like, again, it's not going to be the end of the world. We've all been there where like, unfortunately, we didn't do so well in an exam. You learn from your mistakes, you move on. Like that's the worst case scenario. You're not going to die or anything. Like you're not going to have not have a house or a family. So it's like important for me also like put things in perspective as well. Right. I would like to add on to that. That's very important for those scrupulous students out there. I know... I myself am a very scrupulous student. I have to think about things that happen, and if something doesn't go right, I can get stuck on it. So for all you scrupulous students out there, if, as Martina said, you fail something, you don't do something right, you can't get stuck on it. You do have to study it again. And just right, be aware that it's not the end of the world. There are other areas that you're good at. Don't get stuck on it. Please don't get stuck on it. So well said. So worth noting. I'm so glad that came up. That's really important to note. And the, the ways of taking care of yourself and uh, to make it practically through the week, that those are all great. I'm really curious, Josephine, with your offline subjects that you are working on, when you're approaching your finals, since you're not taking them according to the online school's calendar, does that look any different to you? Or how, do you have anything else that you do that hasn't come up yet in, in preparing for those? Well, in that respect, I do have a lot more flexibility even than even than someone who's learning remotely. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I like to work ahead. I like to have my information down. I do follow a strict schedule. I have an hour, an hour slot where I'll do a subject for a while. I'll move on to my next subject, and I have homework at the end of the day. It can't be a, too flexible because if it's too flexible and you're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll do my studying for all of Spanish on Friday then you're never going to do Spanish. And then on Friday, you're going to try and cram everything and you're going to be like, wait a second. I didn't learn this. I, wh- what's that word? It, it's going to be so mm-hmm. it's going to be so confusing. So I do like to work ahead, get all my information done. But I, I uh, try and keep from cramming as much as I can. It's nice to have that whole picture when you have the homeschool course plan. You can look and see kind of how the, the work is spaced out and then kind of work backward from there. That's great. Mrs. Mamola, from a teacher and mom perspective, what do you have to say to 
families and students preparing for finals. Do you have any thoughts to add to these? They all have awesome ideas. I, I always tell my students to schedule things out and plan ahead, of course. I guess the last thing I'll say is, you know, reach out to your teachers, go straight to the source. Don't be afraid to ask them, like, how should I study for this? Especially if you're feeling overwhelmed. Most of them will tell you in class already, but in case that didn't stick, go ahead, email that teacher, schedule office hours or go to office hours that they offer and just try to, you know, ask, ask, just don't be afraid to ask. I find so many students are just afraid to ask. And um, I'm always trying to say, don't be afraid. That's my whole job. My whole job is to communicate with you. Nothing, nothing's supposed to be a secret. It's not a trick. You know, this is just you showing me what you've learned. It's a, it's a showcase. Who is it? Oh, my son's teacher calls it a celebration of learning, which I thought was so cute. And then if it was a quiz, what was it? I think it was a fiesta. (laughs) He made it so cute. It was like a fiesta of knowledge or celebration or which I thought was great. I thought it was a great term to use. So you puts it in much more positive light, right? This is not a trick. This is not mean. This is me. I just want to see what you can do, basically. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's tempting to look at the the week for the online finals and think, oh, I have the whole week to take them, but oh, things happen. (laughs) I like like that advice very much to schedule it out and plan to sort of front load at the beginning of the week. And there's such that sense of accomplishment when you work through them and you you find yourself with several, however many you have to take and you're more than halfway through and you're um, almost there and, and to celebrate getting that last one submitted, but especially when you feel like you've been able to kind of pace yourself and take care of yourself and eat well, sleep well, exercise, all those things that keep you functioning as you need to. It's uh, yeah. I, I like your, your point too, Martina, about learning from the mistakes. If, if they don't go as well as you hope, sometimes that is the material that I have learned the best. <laughs> the stuff that I didn't do very well the first go round, I learned it so much better the second yeah. time through. Yeah. But we're here to learn. So it's like, right. it's obvious yep. that we're not going to get it right away. So Absolutely. just to keep it in perspective, we're not coming here like already masters in this specific subject. So it's good to keep that into perspective. Absolutely. That is really important. And I'm glad the, the point about scrupulosity came up and perfectionism is right there with it. That sense of having to know everything straight away and get everything perfect. Those things kind of get in the way of the actual learning and, and showing what you know, doesn't it? Um, I could go on and on about that, which I will not do. So um, <laughs> I love how you all phrased all the pointers on all the ways to have a successful finals week. So you mentioned Quizlet. Are there any other study tools that you guys like to make use of? I, I love also the recommendations over and over to write things out. That's been proven time and again, right? But the, the writing of it, the physical writing does so much for us to help us retain information and really own it. I believe Quizlet is maybe the same thing, but I do, I use flashcards a lot whenever I can. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even for history characters, I'll write the name of some historical character uh, and write in parentheses when he lived or an important date that needs to be associated with that character and just do a brief bio underneath them and just try and memorize that. It works well for me. Mm -hmm. It will work well for other people. It may not work well for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I use flashcards whenever I can. Okay. Another technique I would say as well, because usually after I make that list, I usually give it to like one of my parents or a sister and I ask her to like ask the questions and then I have to respond saying, okay, like, oh, it's this or it's that. Um, that also helps you because when they ask you a question right away, you have to think about it and then explain it in your own words. 
but it really helps you like make sure you understand the concepts and have everything down as well. So that's also a big help. Yeah, to go off of that, um, studying with someone who doesn't have prior knowledge of what you are studying can actually be helpful because then you're forced to explain it to someone who knows nothing about it. So it's really a way to test your understanding of material and how in-depth that goes. So I would recommend if you can have someone who's maybe taken the same class as you before, then study with them. But if not, then maybe studying with your parents who don't know anything about the classes that you're taking maybe, or like a younger sibling who hasn't gotten there yet, then studying with them is a great way to go. I think the one thing that we have to be careful when doing that though, is I fall to that into that trap is that you, you don't go into a concept specifically like, oh, like the date or the, the actual name of this event. And so you start talking about it generally. And then when you go to the quiz or the exam, you're like, shoot, I don't know what I did. Or like, what was the actual thing? I don't know. Oh, I forgot about it. I only know general. So it's good to keep that in mind as well. If there's a subject that you know someone who knows a lot better about it than you do, yeah. go and converse with your betters. It will probably be humiliating the first couple of times you say you uh, say something awkward in Spanish or you... Uh, associate a character with something that totally didn't even happen to them but it will only happen a couple times before you really start to catch on and you will better yourself so much by doing that I actually need to do it way more than I do but you will definitely make yourself a lot better by doing that great suggestions okay I'm hoping that our listeners are feeling more confident already with these great suggestions they're very practical very doable so the NHS tutoring hours are happening every week, like you said, and they're they're for the whole Colby community, right? Every If they are enrolled with Colby, then they have a, a student account that they can use to access the peer tutoring because that that's the account they need to use to sign in and, and join the online classroom for the tutoring. So yeah, they have to be able to have an Adobe or to be able to get into Adobe. They have to have a Colby email address. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even the, so like, like in your case, Josephine, you're, not taking online classes, but you have a Colby student account that you're able to communicate with everybody that way. So, okay, cool. So as students are preparing for finals, they can come and talk to you all in the, in the tutoring rooms. Looking ahead for NHS, so you had an induction at the beginning of the school year. You had one just recently. Do you anticipate doing one or two classes a year? We're only going to be doing one per year. We did two this year to build it. And I think you're allowed to do two your first year, but I think after that, you're only allowed to do one per year. It's still up in the air whether or not it's going to be in the fall or the spring. And a lot of that has to do with grade reporting on the homeschool end, because sometimes their transcripts are not quite up to date when some of the live students' transcripts are up to date. So we have to kind of figure out what makes the most sense for the whole school as far as when to invite people Uh, Like I know some of the people who were inducted last night were basically eligible the first go around, but their transcripts weren't ready yet. So we didn't know they were eligible. Right. So that's kind of a hiccup there. But hopefully it'll become a little more smooth as we progress. And I know these girls have a lot of ideas for all the other ways they want to serve the Colby community. Um, (laughs) They've got they've got some. So I will let them share about that part. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So regarding projects, we've been like all over the map, to be honest, like discussing so many different things that we could do. And we're all super excited because especially there's so many amazing students in Kobe. 
and I personally wish, and I think you girls agree as well, um, that I could get to know all these students better and interact with them and learn some of their talents, you know, learn more about them personally as an individual. And so I think as, like, we really want to focus on these projects, somehow finding a way to kind of create, you could say our own baby or like our, create this project that we love, um, that we all are, in, are interested in, but also in the process, create good relationships. And so I think, as I was saying before, there's so many talented students in Colby. And I think if we used all of our talents and put it all together, we could definitely create so many amazing things or somehow, you know, create a better society, you could say. But um, yeah, I think we're talking about, you guys can mention some of the things we were talking about as well. But one thing I really was interested in was in um, doing a Colby camp. That's probably going to take a few years, but to do more in-person activities, because I personally would love that to get to know you know, each person individually and actually like put a name to a face in person. Sure. So um, I don't know if you girls want to mention some of the projects, other projects we were talking about as well. Yeah. So a lot of my ideas uh, come from, like Martina said, building social connections with the other students because I've shared classes with them for years, but I feel like I barely know some of them. Like I definitely recognize mm -hmm. the name, but I don't know their interests or what their families are like. So a lot of my ideas are centering around that, like having social nights for a certain grade level where we maybe play a game together or watch a movie. So I am really excited to uh, work on a lot of the ideas that will bring us all closer as a Colby community. I believe we were also talking about, we were discussing a science fair. I know Colby was trying to do that a couple years ago, I believe, and it never really went through. So that would be an interesting way to see if we could redo a science fair, get other projects. And that would be a very exciting experience, I think, to uh, try and do that virtually or anything along those lines. I think that would be a fun adventure to do. Uh, anything along the lines of writing, I think Colby really stresses skill in writing. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be fun to do some sort of uh, community, some sort of get together club where we could really expand on those skills get speakers or we were talking a lot about having guest speakers in a lot of these areas and really get outside expertise it was really cool because in our last nhs meeting we decided to ask all the other members as well like do you guys have any ideas and then together we started brainstorming about all these things we could do and suddenly we had like this really good list of things that are possible in the future and i was <laughs> like oh my gosh like this is so good like just Discussing amongst us, we were kind of limited, but suddenly this huge, we had this huge pool of ideas that um, had great opportunity. And so I'm just so excited for that and just sh shows as well um, how amazing these members are and how like lucky we are to have members that are not only good in academics, but also in other aspects of their life. So You were talking yeah. about publishing a book. That was the other thing that I liked. <laughs> yeah. How neat. Like only Kobe students, only the Kobe students, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can see you bringing both your, your academic success, placing it in service to your Colby community. That's really inspiring and, and admirable. I congratulate you all and, and thank you all for doing that. That's really heartening to see. It's uh, not surprising, but still very much uh, appreciated. And uh, I respect you all so much for, for stepping up and taking these leadership roles as you have and getting this NHS chapter off to a great start. And Mrs. Ramola for spearheading this and your faculty advisor team. I know everybody puts in a lot of time on this to make it a success, and we so appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to speak to the point about the grade reporting for the homeschool side, the families who make use of 
the homeschool services and are thinking that this sounds like something they would want to be a part of. We've we've done some episodes on grade reporting, and there are a lot of resources. The advisors have been hosting Zoom meetings and coffee chats and providing all sorts of resources on the grade reporting process. And of course, you can schedule appointments or attend these office hours uh, about grade reporting. And we've we've heard about the uh, the merits of of getting those grade reports turned in. I, in the years past, have done them all at the end of the year, but I'm intent this year on turning in mine mid at semester and then at the end of the year. One reason being this type of deal when we need to have them in sooner than later. And so resources are very plentiful for how to accomplish that. It's not as, as daunting as it first appears. So those are available. We will put some links in the show notes for those. We'll also link to recordings with some of our other fabulous Colby students. We've had a number of episodes where we've gotten to know a few of them, and those are it's always a joy to talk to Colby students. Was there anything else that y'all wanted to add? Yes, I would add just a couple just a couple thoughts on the application process. When uh, if you are invited to do the NHS, and they ask you for your qualifications, put down every single thing you've done. Every time that you do something in your community, no matter how small, put it down. No matter what thing you're interested in, put it down. Because all of this is going to build up your, your picture as an individual. And that's what Colby wants, is individuals who are willing to put forth those things that make them unique and make them interesting. And harness those talents to move Colby forward. So put everything down. And I have to say as well, during the application progress, it's really nice because you can see what you've done in the past. And a lot of times you may feel, oh, all these other people are doing so much. And when you look at it, you're like, wow, I have been doing something with my life. <laughs> and then also <laughs> just writing the essay, you realize too more about yourself. It's like, oh, these characteristics, these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses. This big aspect of my life changed me or made a big impact on me. So I feel like not only is it you know, a great opportunity to become a part of something else, but you also really do learn a lot more about yourself, which is really great. Sure. I can add that as the mom of a senior who's in the middle of college applications right now, doing this earlier and gathering all these this information and having it all organized is only to your advantage. <laughs> and any kind of anytime you're applying for anything and you have to write an essay and you have to think of all like like Martina was saying, thinking of all of my strengths and weaknesses and learning about yourself, the earlier you do it, the better. Because then you can just crank those things out. <laughs> And yeah. the earlier you start, uh, the more things that you'll probably remember along the way. So if you give yourself like maybe two weeks to fill out the application uh, at the week and a half mark, you'll probably remember, oh, I was in this service opportunity and I forgot to mention that. So just give yourself as much time and it will only, uh, it will only help you in the end. Other thing, uh, this one belongs in uh, around study tips. This one is for all the procrastinators out there. If you are looking at a project that you want to do, then here's what you're going to do. You're going to look and you're going to decide, can I do this really quickly in the next 10 minutes or so? Can I do this really quickly in the next half hour or so? The things that can get done really fast, right then and there, you do it. Sit down, take your paper, pencil, sit down right there and do it. Get that out of the way. Because those small tasks will build up. Don't put it aside till the end of the day. Get it done real fast right then and there. Good point. I think it's also really being realistic with yourself because a lot of times 
I'm like, I'm going to get this amount of stuff done. And then I only get two things done. Yeah. And then I'm miserable. And I think I, I can't do school and it's terrible. And so I've learned throughout the years, best way to approach it is be realistic. Okay, this is probably going to take this amount of time. And then be like, okay, then do you have enough time the next day? And everything builds upon each other. So once you're realistic with yourself, your life just becomes so much easier. Yeah, that's so true. Things take longer than we think they will. Yeah. I like that suggestion for the procrastinators because it takes longer sometimes to keep track of what I have to do than it takes to just do the things that I have to do. <laughs> so then, then I have less to keep track of that way. Yeah, absolutely. And for families who are listening to this, who have students who are not yet to the NHS age, who are not yet high schoolers, but are approaching that, it would be an ideal time to sort of make a practice of keeping track of the accomplishments, achievements, awards, things like that. Keep a list going, just make it kind of build it in so that you add to the list as it goes along. It's so much easier than going back later <laughs> and finding them all. Okay, cool. Such a delight to get to know you each a little bit and look for you then when we when the newsletter comes out I think oh she was such a delight to talk to or and I wonder what she's up to now so I really appreciate all of you coming to talk to us today and all that you have offered to us and to the Colby families thank you all so much thank you I had a great night thank you for having us yeah if you haven't already subscribe to the Colby cast in your favorite podcast app to make sure you don't miss an episode and we'd love to hear from you so feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.